All right, it's another episode of Trident True. We are here back on another Tuesday, and yes, spring training is going, dude. We are experiencing like mass FOMO because the last three games have just been on fire lately. And oh, uh, yeah. yeah, we have a lot to talk about. So, first off, uh, before we dive into some Mariner spring training, I wanted to go over some things happening around uh, the MLB. Uh, first off, Manny Machado makes a massive splash with his 11 year. $350 million contract. Um, the Padres just can't stop spending money. It feels like they're addicted to spending money mm-hmm. at this point. Mitch, thoughts on Manny Machado being a lifelong Padre uh, until he's at least 45? Dude, honestly, he got... I, I don't know of anyone who got luckier than Manny Machado in the league because you start off with a poverty franchise. They just randomly <laughs> turn into Mr. Moneybags. And... Uh, and he has an opt out after like five years into yeah, his contract. Dude, that that's the oh. crazy part is like shout out shout out Manny Machado's agent for having an yeah. opt out after four years where he's already been paid one hundred and fifty million dollars, and then dude. you go and get him another eleven year contract. That seems like almost cheating. But the Padres are eventually going to pay him out like close to four hundred and fifty million dollars over the lifetime of his now 15 year contract that he's essentially under. Um, I didn't see I should have probably done more research on this. I didn't see if there's any opt outs. But imagine if he signs. This I don't think there's any like opt outs. There's no opt outs. <laughs> thank, thank God. God. Thank yeah, God. They're, I really they're don't looking want, at it. I really don't want to talk about Manny Machado like almost ever again, because I think he's just a finesse king. Dude, every three wrong. years. I think Manny Machado is great, but <laughs> yeah, dude, he does the LeBron. On like two year contracts, yeah, just goes, mega like, contract. Whoa. He's signing a twenty year deal. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be playing until he's fifty and just opts out after three years. <laughs> dude, That'd be he actually, actually should so just sick. keep doing that, dude. He just signs yeah. these mega like eighteen year contracts and then he opts out after a year. Just yeah, the hey, owners know sorry, he's, yeah. he's not. The market's either. changed. Yeah. Did right. you see ah, the video that? Do you see the video of the radio show he was on and his like justification for wanting a new contract? He's like, have you seen the price of eggs? Dude, I, <laughs> I, I actually heard about that. Is that not a meme? That's not no, a joke. Dude, that's real. That's real. A hundred percent real. He also brought up the price of milk as well in that same interview. And I was like, I, I really wanted the uh, radio show host to like press Manny Machado and be like, yeah, so what is the price of eggs? Yeah, like I, I would really no, like, like the years. I I know Manny Machado's like heard that from the grapevine. Like, obviously, you know the mm-hmm. news is is telling you the radio is like blaring the eggs and milk are Bro, super there's, expensive. There's, there's no, no actual way. way he knows the price. There's there's no <laughs> shot say he goes to get his own groceries. There's no shot. No, you you can literally say it's eighteen dollars for a twelve pack of eggs, and he'd be like, yeah, that makes Dude, total sense. Like, and I'll even say like. If he is getting his own groceries and he knows exactly how much eggs are, he's an idiot because he he just doesn't have anyone to like do it for him. Really, dude, imagine making one hundred fifty million dollars, one hundred fifty million dollars, and you're still shopping for yourself. Yeah, you, dude, no get chance. An assistant, man. It's like the first thing that goes right. Yeah, like absolutely. Like, no, absolutely. When you when you get really the rich, the cooking like, is done for me. For past five mil. Period. One hundred percent. Like it's it's grocery and chef time. Like yep. that's it. Also, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but there's uh, in Silicon Valley and like New York and these like very fast paced environments that have like tech or fashion or whatever. They have these uh, and maybe in Seattle, they even have these. But honestly, uh, it was interesting to me just doing some research where there are these people, these chefs that have made these businesses. And what they do is come to your house and use all of your ingredients and just meal prep for you. Like oh. you tell them like five or six dinners Dude, that sick. you want and instead of paying for like a full-time chef, which most people can't afford, it's like affordable for, you know, I wouldn't say the blue collar or like even, even just no, average sure worker. Not. It's like the, it's like the executive or something like that. That's like mm-hmm. too busy, but he doesn't want to always, or her, she doesn't want to always have, you know, like a, you know, fast food or anything like that. But yeah. they literally come to your house, use your ingredients and then put together meal prep on like one day of the week. Like they come over on Sunday, make food. All of it's in the fridge, and you go grab it, and you know heat it up for dinner or something. It's actually such a How good idea. Does that sound? Yeah, that, that <laughs> right? sounds sick. How nice is that? 
I only know this because I know of one person who does this uh, in Wait, San really? Francisco, but she's like a she's like a yeah she's on the other side of uh, of the old fam bam, but yeah she's like an executive at a tech firm, but yeah must be nice must be nice yeah no kidding and then but one hundred fifty million dollars doesn't it, that's not meal prepping territory that no is that's that's not hundred percent chef on staff territory <laughs> yeah dude bro go so buy shout like, out Manny Machado for like trying to like you know get everybody in on the price of eggs definitely it encourages a team to give you 350 million dollars because yeah are you, you know, gonna be Machado's trying that be at your eggs next, this uh, sunday you're gonna be trying that at your next like uh employee review like i mean yeah your eggs, next comp review just make like, sure if you're listening to this if you're listening to this your next comp review you have to just bring up the price of eggs because manny machado got 350 oh, yeah. million dollars because eggs are expensive yeah you should be able to get a 10 percenter. <laughs> After that, for sure. <laughs> yeah, They're like, yeah, so we're just going to give you the basic inflation. So here's 3%. <laughs> good luck. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, obviously big news. Manny Machado uh, getting that massive contract. Another one that I wanted to bring up, which is kind of flying under the radar, but it was a big story last year with Kumar Rocker. Uh, he signed, or he didn't sign, but got drafted by the Mets uh, in the top five overall um, last year. And he actually got drafted again in the top 10 uh, by the Texas Rangers this time, and he is making waves in Texas Ranger camp, and I couldn't be more excited for Kumar Rocker, A, because I think Mets fans on Twitter needle the Mariners more than pretty much any fan base that isn't the Houston Astros, but... Also, Kumar Rocker just sticking it to the Mets and, you know, they had injury concerns and stuff like that. It's like, dude, if you're going to draft somebody at like number four overall, you got to be like ironclad. So, you know, not working out a deal with somebody you drafted in the top five, like that's a big blunder on on the part of uh, front oh, office. Yeah. So, you know, shout out to Kumar Rocker for uh Oh, I, I don't know if he's going to break camp with the the Rangers, but definitely making waves in the Rangers camp. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see him in the big leagues here in the next couple of years. Him and Jack Leiter, I remember them at Vandy. So fun to watch, like back-to-back dudes. I don't think they ever won a championship in college, but um, just fun to, fun to watch. And now both of them are with the Texas Rangers organization. So pretty cool uh, both? to see those Damn, two guys together sick. again. Yeah, isn't that isn't that cool? They like took over college baseball at one point. Like both of them were throwing like close to a hundred. Jack Leiter has this like twenty three inch break slider, like just just dummy stuff that he was throwing at college hitters. And uh, yeah, now and Kumar Rocker had the same thing. I think they were thinking that he had to have Tommy John or something like that before he signed. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think he's ha- ever had a surgery. So yeah. Shout out Kumar Rockford for really sticking it to the Mets. Um, Speaking of big contracts, though, going back to Manny Machado, I was kind of thinking about this when it comes to the Mariners, and I was wondering if you had any thoughts on this. When the next Mariners big contract comes up, obviously we signed Julio last year, which Mm -hmm. was a big deal. The 14-year contract, Julio is going to be a Mariner for life, essentially, uh, on and on. But there are so many young guys on our team. You know, Gilbert, Kirby, Raleigh. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty much everywhere you look. And there's even some, I wouldn't say veterans, but there's some guys that we probably have to re up here pretty quick. Ty France is one of those guys. I would love to see Teo Oscar Hernandez signed, but I'm curious for you. I really want to keep this in like the young guy c- category of like kind of doing what the Braves did of like keeping the band together. Uh, for you, who's the next big signing? If you could predict who signs next and uh, potentially how many years and maybe the amount. I would love to go back to this and uh, see if we were Ooh, right. That actually is uh, – that's actually kind of interesting. Um, if I were to predict, I I think it would have to be Logan Gilbert. One, because I think he – I don't think he'd be that expensive, and I think you could lock him down for, uh, we'll say six years. Say Logan Gilbert, six-year – $65 million contract. I think he is just a really solid pitcher. Um, his arbitration is going to be up in 2025, if I remember correctly. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they signed him through his arbitration years, if he has a good first half this year. Um, something around like the trade deadline. Uh 
also like at talking about this reminds me of the uh do you remember that one clip of Tuiasa Sopo in that <clears throat> in that home run after God was it Rick Riz or was it Blowers that No, it was Mike it was Mike Blowers, dude. Mike, Mike Blowers, Blowers yeah, called he... the lit- called it before the game like the the count yeah, and like he the first the pitch inning. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so cool dude yeah th- and I that's believe that it... was his first home run right yeah it was yeah that was his first home run that um uh, talking about this is kind of what that reminds me of like just imagine if like all that's true like you know at the trade deadline you know rumors start to fly around you're like oh shit yeah um <laughs> that's uh I yeah I think that's so fine. Logan my question to you I guess years. would would do you think that uh, Gilbert would crack the top, let's say, 15 in pitchers for, let's not say uh, total comp, let's say AAV. So, you know, total annual value of his contract. Uh, do you think that he would crack the top 15? No. No, for sure not. The top 15 right now, just for reference, is $20 million. There's a bunch of guys at 20 million. I'll give you even a player reference. We've got Charlie Morton, Clayton Kershaw, Ryu, Mm -hmm. Joe Musgrove. And then right above that is Chris Bassett. Um, Even right above that is actually our own Luis Castillo, who's at 21 and a half a year. Um, And he's, he's cracked the top, top 15 there. uh, Luis Castillo has actually Maris have two top, top 15 uh, AAV pitchers in Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo at 21 yeah, and $23 both, million dollars a year. Both big contracts. Um, it's So with big contracts, you really have to be elite in your field. You have to be like a... You have to be either a top five Cy Young or close to it. I'd say like a... You, you got to be like top 10 in voting for, for contracts like that. And I don't think Gilbert is... If I were to guess, I don't think Gilbert's ever going to be that elite. I think he's a phenomenal pitcher. Um, but I have more faith in somebody like George Kirby to do something like that. So I think Logan Gilbert is more of a more of like a 10 mil a year kind of guy, maybe 15, uh, depending on like how the market shapes up in the next few years. But um, I think DePoto especially could get him on some pretty – uh, team-friendly contract uh, through some of his arbitration years and, you know, over the next, like, five after that, so. Yeah, I'd love to... I, I'm along the same lines here, uh, although I am I may be a little bit higher uh, than you on Gilbert. I think that mm-hmm. he's truly... he. Everybody is so hyped on Kirby, and I am too, and I think that this, yeah, this just speaks to how good our rotation is, but I think Gilbert <clears throat> is going to be better than Kirby, at least for this year. And so I think that this is his third year going in. I think he's had a lot of innings under his belt, and he's developing his pitches so well that I think mm-hmm. that he's going to he's gonna be a solid number two for us this year, while Kirby you know obviously challenges him a little bit um and that's all good things to say about you know robbie ray i think that a sub 38 era is going to get us in the money where we're looking at 90 plus wins with kirby gilbert and uh castillo doing really well and and people are just slotting castillo as our number one starter just because it it feels like he should be he has that aura about him but like for sure who's to say that like gilbert won't be our number one starter this year at the end of the year with Kirby right behind him and then potentially a Castillo Ray at three, four, like that could, that could be a scenario that happens. And I can see that happening, especially because Castillo's had like a little bit of problem, uh, problems making sure he gets to his like innings count and things like that. And so he just obviously is a wicked pitcher. And so he, mm-hmm. the strike zone is not incredibly friendly. Like it is to like Gilbert and Kirby. Kirby Kirby is a super efficient pitcher that's going to pitch a lot of innings that's going to strike out a lot of people and Castillo is too but he might have 10 strikeouts and it's the fifth inning and he's got 90 pitches you know so like that just may be the reality that we face um in in many games so I'm going to make uh, a similar prediction but I think it's going to be I think we're going to get Gilbert um on a five for 65 so we're going to get him on a pretty much a 13 to 15 million aav there i think that it is 
it's going to be beneficial for Gilbert because it gets him out of the arbitration years, but it also mm-hmm. uh, makes sure that we, you know, know that Gilbert is a commitment moving forward. Although so many things can change. If he's a number one starter this year for the Mariners, that number goes up. You know, and if we are, if we start seeing, you know, the Scherzers and the Verlanders paying $43 million a year for those dudes, like we got a problem on our hands where if Kirby and Gilbert really do play lights out, like, We've said this before, but we're going to have to make a choice, and that's going to suck. Suck. It's not going to be fun because you just can't keep all four, Robbie Ray, Gilbert, Kirby, and uh, Castillo, if they're all getting paid 20-plus million AAV. Yeah, and thinking about, you know, Stan's just extremely tight wallet, uh, (laughs) it's like, it's kind of tough. billionaires, man. They pick up pennies, huh? Yeah, they they really do. It's, It's tough because... I can already see how some of this would like go down um with Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo already uh you know already locked down for 20 million dollar contracts. Uh, in the absolute worst case scenario that I just it seems like it could be our reality is they we go through the arbitration years and as soon as that's over they go to free agency and whatever team picks them up picks them up. Um, the Mariners don't really get a say in it uh, just because of how little I think they'll be paying. I don't know if they're going to be wanting to lock down, you know, three pitchers for like, or four pitchers for a total of like, uh, we could be looking at like a hundred million, you know, or, uh, or like 60, like 80, hundred mil, depending on like how, like it would be so sick. I mean, we already have it right now, right? (laughs) Like we're, we're already living it. Right. Technically, um, yeah. I mean, technically, we have two pitchers that are lined up to make 225 plus mil. But we also have, but, you know, Scherzer and Verlander, and I keep pointing to Stevie Cohen as, like, setting the market. Like, if he's yeah. going to pay 40 plus million dollars for two of the best pitchers in the game. The Mariners eventually, and the ownership of the Mariners eventually have to adapt. Because you've done two things really well. You've procured players that are uh, on very low salaries and brought them in to make a big impact. And mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Carlos Santana's of the world, you know, Tommy Lastella's of the world. Like you've procured those players. Great. Okay. We've done that. Check that box. Then we've moved on to the player development, Julio, you know, let's say Kelnick and Evan White, either one of them do well, both of them do well. That'd be awesome. Kirby Gilbert, like that wave of players cool so we can check off player development and we can check off player procurement now the third box you have to check is going out and being competitive inside a free agency and i feel like we're beating a dead horse because we say this every podcast but it's like if that box isn't checked or like the two are and the third isn't it's always going to be so hard to win a world series like you just can't find lightning in a bottle like the Rays did and, you know, like 08 when Evan Longoria was on a rookie contract and things like that. And like Atlanta is paying their players, you know, these like weird salaries that I still think they have blackmail mail on Ozzy Albies or something like that, <laughs> where he's getting paid for uh, like $20 million over four years. It's like absurd low amounts. Mm-hmm. Like Seattle is just not that. So like, when are we going to go get the, dare I say Bryce Harper of the world, you know, when when are we going to go get that guy whenever they come available to go along with player development and procuring some veterans that can help the squad? Like I think that we, we just had such a good opportunity to do that this year and we just didn't. And it's so such Mm -hmm. a bummer. Um, but in the future we'll have the same opportunities. Like I would, I would have loved to potentially made a run at Trey Turner. I think Trey Turner would have made a big time impact on the Mariners. He he would have been huge. Our lineup would have been crazy in that, that moves Wong that moves away from Wong. You don't have to trade that. Although, you know, it's kind of nice that we got rid of Jesse Winker and in that. And so I feel like we got rid of a problem, but I mean, still, with, uh, there's just yeah. players that can help us like two, four JP hitting two forty three isn't going to cut a world series. Like it's just not. And especially at the level of defense he's playing right now, like he's not playing gold glove defense. So you can't point to like, Oh, well he's a great defender and he doesn't hit that well. It's like, he doesn't really do either well right now. And so like dying on the JP Hill feels kind of weird to me, but you know, I still think the Mariners are going to be very good. Like I'm being negative towards the Mariners, but like, I think they're going to be very good. I just, 
that that's almost the the reason why I'm frustrated is like you're going to be so good. Like just yeah. spend the extra money yeah. and go for it, man. Like go get Trey Turner on a short term but like lucrative deal. Correa's contract was blowing up in the face of the Mets. Go get him if for a two year, you know, forty million dollar contract or some shit like that, and go put him at shortstop for two years. Go win a World Series and then ship his ass off to somewhere else. Like, or he doesn't resign. Like, who cares? But like, I feel like the Mariners. If you're not going to commit to players long term, then get get in the like. We're going to pay you this astronomical amount on a two year contract, one year contract, something like that. If players want to sign those, like the Mariners should be the first ones lining up being like, Hey Stanton, like we're not going to commit big term, long term money, but like we could, you know, potentially get in this like $38 (laughs) million range. Like we can go get two guys at $70 million. Like we can, we can pair together like a Machado and a Trey Turner eventually. Like, those are attractive. And obviously Machado signed that long-term deal. So it's not a possibility, but like those, I don't know, like that, that could have been awesome. Right. So yeah, I, I mean, just, imagine, I always think of what if, right. Imagine you're going like Verlander, Castillo, Gilbert, Kirby, Robbie Ray. My God, man. And yeah. I, so, uh, okay. Yeah, I, so like, let's play this. What if game before we get into spring training and stuff, but like imagine sure. if you sign Carlos Correa to a two year deal and you sign Verlander to the same two year deal that the Mets signed him to, you literally pair Correa, you move JP over to second base. He hits like a second baseman. He plays a great second base. Most likely you put Correa at shortstop and you do the damn thing or put, put Correa at third base and make Eugenio like play DH most the majority of the games regardless like that makes your lineup so damn good and imagine of uh, of like you said verlander castillo <laughs> gilbert kirby robbie ray like oh my god we just went from oh the mariners might be good this year they might you know win win a win the division to the mariners are might win the world series like that's a oh yeah. that's a real oh, yeah. option that we have so Dude, i i think the real issue that mariners fans and especially you and me had with the offseason was this was the first season in 20 years that the Mariners had made the playoffs. So you see that success and you're thinking, okay, surely with this young core, we're going out and we're we're doing it big. We're getting Trey Turner. We're getting a Dansby, Dansby Swanson. We're getting anyone. And we, we got Colton Wong. Then uh, on, on the bright side, we got Teo Oscar. But... Both are on one-year contracts, so we're not. We're still not like looking towards the future. Uh, <laughs> Dude, with we're those so two. good. Dude, we we're just we're the Mariners are just that one-night stand. Dude, yeah, like, <laughs> we're not going to commit to a long term. We're we're the guy at the bar that's picking up chicks at really like 10 a.m. You know, like the bar shut down, last call's been been gone, and there's a couple of people hanging around the bar that we just made friends with, and we invited them to come play <laughs> with us tomorrow for our beer league softball game. That is yeah, what absolutely. the Mariners' free agent strategy has been, is like, let's see who the last people at the bar at 2 a.m. are, and let's go pick them up, and hopefully, maybe there's some diamonds in the rough, which Teo mm-hmm. Oscar and Colton Wong, like, I'm very happy. That's going to be awesome. Absolutely, but, like, yeah. What's next year look like? We got to do it all over again. We're going to be at the bar at 2 a.m. again, finding the yeah. diamonds in the rough, <laughs> rather than going and getting, you know, a Carlos Correa or something like that. It's like, it just, it's, I, I want to venture to say it's just not that hard. Like, it's just, it, like, we, we make putting a baseball team together so damn hard. Like, we, the, I mean, DePoto tries to like big brain it almost too much, where I think he's an excellent GM, but holy shit, man. Go easy, go easy on yourself. Like, go sign a big free agent, so you don't have to go sign eight people in the ten years that you would have just signed the guy for ten year contract. Like, yeah, how, that's, how hard would that be? That's just got to be marching orders. Like, Depoto's for sure just working with what he's got. Unfortunately, 100%. it's just it. It really does suck. I, I'd like to see them spend more money with the success that we've seen. And honestly, Depoto deserves it. Depoto deserves just a blank for check sure. with how he's yeah, managed well, his team. <laughs> Here's the flip side, and I'm going to play devil's advocate. Here's the flip side. We have a lot of young talent, and paying free agents right now would hinder that young talent to stay here long term. And so yeah, building absolutely. a roster like if DeVoto's we don't have that money in the future, right? Is re- yeah, it's a, it's a dream. Like Because we didn't sign Correa or Verlander, we might be able to sign Gilbert and Kirby. 
that right like we might yeah. be able to sign Gil- gilbert kirby and raleigh you know all together because we didn't go out and sign that 43 million dollars yeah a and, year. They, so, and they'll probably be a lot more uh or a lot less expensive uh, yeah as well 100 percent. so i think that that um and you know like i said that doesn't include kelnick that doesn't include evan white like these are all guys that potentially future are going hall to make of famers both of them by the way <laughs> Agree, agree. Like we're, we're seeing magic happen in spring training. So speaking of spring training, uh, Kelnick on Sunday hit two moonshots, uh, and the hype train has officially left the station. The Mm -hmm. Kelnick hype train that we have been on. We're not stopping. uh, I want to, I, I want to make sure that everybody earmarks this because we have been on that train (laughs) since the very beginning of this podcast. Uh, Mm -hmm. we've been big Jared Kelnick fans and we've, we've, dabbled in the evan white fan club we haven't officially made a statement or joined the club we haven't paid an entry fee by any means but i have brought up multiple times evan white he does have that nice shiny gold glove hanging in his locker and people like to forget that uh first base is a pretty important position and ty france is not a natural first baseman so that being said it'd be really awesome and dude people that want Evan White to not succeed and they want Ty France to play first base. Oh, dude, why? it's crazy. Like, why? What, like, why would you For not absolutely want, no reason. Why would you not want the depth that Evan White offers at first base? Like, Ty can go play DH for a week if he wants to because Evan White yeah. is playing gold glove defense. And, oh, oh, by the way, Evan White figured out hitting all of a sudden. He's hitting 250. And, oh, by the way, we don't have to platoon our left fielder anymore because <laughs> he figured out how to hit left-handed pitching. And it's like... Finally, service is not sweating in the dugout every lineup every lineup card. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, finally, like I have a yeah. steady lineup for two days in a row rather than like big brainy in my lineup, lefty, righty, lefty, righty, lefty. It's Dude, like, it'd be absurd. It'd be so nice. I it, with Evan White, it's kind of interesting because you heard you know some rumors from Depoto saying like Evan White's been impressing people uh, even before spring training. And uh, and now you get what he homered today. I mean, dude, that's yeah, right that's just before, exciting. Dude, right like, before the show recorded, Evan White just hit an absolute bomb to left field, like, and uh, so Kelnick on back to back days, Kelnick and Evan White go yard, and the hype train for both of them. If like. I honestly wanted to hit on one of those two takes. Like, I want Evan White to be good. I want Kellen to be good. Absolutely. I still would die on the hill of, like, if one of them is good, that means a lot for the Mariners Ball Club in 2023. If both of them are good, <laughs> that's a problem for the Dude, AL West. I'll tell you 2023, that 2023, 2024, 2025. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, the... Not one, the whole league. not two, yeah. not three. <laughs> The whole league is completely fucked if those two are are like dude. That'd be off. so badass. And what a redemption story for Evan White. Like everybody just shitting on him. Didn't know his story. They didn't mm-hmm. know that he was hampered by these major injuries. They just I mean, thought he sucked. It's like, dude, it was so obvious that Evan White yeah. was going through something. He didn't just fall off a cliff. He didn't just like randomly start sucking at baseball. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you could tell he was injured, and people just didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. So I, every time he hits a home run, I just want him to like do the suck it motion to the crowd <laughs> and be like, "Look at me, look at me." Yeah, like, he and, deserves that. And look, man, it's not like completely unfounded people's uh, you know complaints and worries. But what do you mean? Um, one sixty two is not that bad. Hitting yeah, one sixty two yeah. is just fine. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, we love that. <laughs> There's a there's a player uh, by the name of Mike Zunino that you know was a Mariners <laughs> legend. Dude, somebody brought that up. It was like uh, Kelnick Kelnick hit two bombs, and they're like, you know who else hit two home runs in one game? <laughs> Mike Zunino. I was like, <laughs> dude, too soon. My God, Jeez, going for just low blows against. So Kelnick. funny, but um, yeah, uh, dude. If yeah, if we could, you know, not have Tommy Listella, you know, DH, <laughs> that would be fantastic. That's all I'm saying. And Seems like it's a, a bit of a <laughs> it's a bit of a reach to have both Kellenick and both Evan White do well. Hopefully, one at least one of them uh, can figure it out this season. Uh, but yeah, we have high hopes here. So yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that we didn't mention was I, I don't think he'd signed quite yet, but Cole Calhoun uh, has signed with the Mariners, which. 
I have this take, and I don't think that Cole Calhoun, don't, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's going to play any meaningful baseball for the Seattle mm-hmm. Mariners. I do think the the reports coming out, like he's one of the best clubhouse guys, and he also is one of the best mentors in the past couple of years. I think he is going to do wonders for Jared Kelnick. That is yes, just sir. my take. I think that he is going to mold Jared Kelnick into a professional baseball player that we've been waiting for him to be. And uh, that's a good thing overall. I think that that's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be so just hella weird that yeah. Cole Calhoun is in a marriage I mean, uniform after just wearing that ugly ass red at T-Mobile Park for the last 15 years. <laughs> Dude, Ugh. it's it's like a, it's like a, I don't know if you've ever seen the YouTube video of like the Power Rangers meetup. <laughs> where like just Power Rangers from like twenty different generations show up, they just keep oh, yeah. showing like new ones, keep panning over. That's what it's yep. like seeing like Leonis Martin, Tommy Listella, AJ Paul. You just got a bunch of old guys like just showing up out of nowhere. Old it's, Mariners uh, killers, dude. They yeah, just like randomly dude, showed up to Mariners camp. Like, what if we <laughs> didn't have to play you? And they're like, "Yep, you're hired." <laughs> dude, what if you were like Deho Lee for a year? You know what I mean? Like, just hop on the <laughs> roster, see how it feels. Mitchell tries to plug Try Deho Lee in every podcast, and I, I, I don't care, man. It. He's he's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on a, a not-so-positive note on spring training, uh, Marco Gonzalez had himself quite an outing, giving up uh, six runs in three innings to start his spring. So uh, Marco has officially officially uh, that's showed up not to spring ideal. training the exact same as he left it. So, um, yeah. wh- I mean, wh- where do we go from here with Marco? Like, what Are we just going to keep pretending that he belongs in the starting rotation? I don't see why not. Fuck it. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna throw him in at the five spot, and if he sucks, you know, we throw in Chris Flexen. I don't really see the issue. Yeah, with but it. like, what if Chris Flexen is like good? Wouldn't it be cool to not lose every fifth game? I mean, we just haven't seen it versus righties. I believe Chris Flexen. What about, Bri- what about Bryce Young? Like, do you think at this point that Bryce Young is like? more of an option oh and yeah this is this is why i just don't care about our five spot it's it's because people like bryce young emerson hancock maybe probably not more likely going to be somebody like bryce young um uh one guy i mean one guy that you didn't mention there is baroa like all of a sudden uh, the dude is like crushing cooking he's kind of cooking i i see him at the in a reliever role though right has he ever yeah. played anything else? Is he uh Um I think he I think they stretch him out a little bit, but yeah, I think you're right. I think he he's a really but I mean, if Barroa makes the <laughs> imagine Bryce imagine uh Bryce Miller and uh Bryce Miller and Barroa and Hancock like eventually making the team this year, like crazy. Oof. Like I can you know one oof, like Marco is probably gonna have to put that old for sale sign in the front yard because <laughs> my god he's never getting a spot like i i can tell you this much when bryce miller takes his spot it will not go back to mark oh yeah that <laughs> like that's we're, we're not, ship is sailed. yeah it's uh no takes he's backsies like that's <laughs> that's gone forever man yeah and, we uh, gave marco his money like I, i'm being mean to marco but at the same time he's gonna walk away with 60 million dollars so it's yeah like, absolutely and marco was you know, phenomenal for the Mariners in like, and he's a Gonzaga kid. So the past, like, uh, you know, five years or however long he's been with the M's. Yeah. I, I mean, and he's, he's a Gonzaga bulldog. He's, he signed his four year, $30 million deal with, uh, the M's. I still have high hopes. I still think Marco eats innings. I still think he, he posed a decent ERA as a five starter. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's uh, by any means like any more than that, but I, I think he's still. Uh, what worth do you think about there. Marco's twelve million dollars salary next year? And do you think that the Mariners are going to pick up his fifteen million dollar club option in twenty twenty five? Is it even a question? <laughs> 
<laughs> the answer is yes. Marco, I I feel so bad. Like I'm being hella mean to Marco right now, but I'm just gonna tell you right now, Marco, you're not going to get that. Look, like you may you may be a Mariner in 2025, but you will not be making 15 million dollars for the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> like I promise you that. Look, someday you'll drive down Marco Gonzalez Avenue and you'll think to yourself, man, what a <laughs> shitty take. <laughs> Dude, Marco would literally have to like lead us to a World Series like by himself, like yeah, with the sub one three seven ERA. ERA like, <laughs> it, it would be crazy, like the the greatest shit over the next like five to ten years that you've ever Dude, seen. This this is a hot take though. But the reverse I Felix can, Hernandez, Marco, like just genuinely doesn't. I thought he would show up to camp like rejuvenated and throwing you know a little bit harder. Nope. <laughs> he's he, no. lost a few a few more ticks. And mm-hmm. so, like, he's fully embraced his Jamie Moyer era where he's just yeah. throwing, like, 88 miles an hour with an okay slider and, like, regression on his changeup again, which his changeup regressing from last year, which was not great. He's in Jamie Moyer, like, I'm going to throw 84 miles an hour territory and that, that, uh, oof, oof, yeah, it's, buddy. It's not really... <sighs> You know, I don't really want to call it Jamie Moyer because the Jamie Moyer is to, like, <laughs> shit on people with those pitches. Oh, yeah. It's to, oh, like, yeah. really give it to him. But, like, the Marco Gonzalez is is more of, like, the, I don't know, the Araldis Chapman of off seasons where he just kind of, ooh, didn't want to see <laughs> I that. Sto- I saw another story about Araldis Chapman recently that he had another like at home incident and not the one that everybody's thinking. He had like a self imposed at home incident where he like fell and like broke Dude. his three front teeth or some. It was like stuff today. Like like... <laughs> February 27th. The poor, the poor guy. Araldis Chapman. Banged up when he's. Yeah. Dude, what does Araldis Chapman do at home? Like, I, okay, what is by causing the way, these major injuries? I. Listen. This might be a conspiracy theory, but I think he's in a fight club. I genuinely think oh, of all this no Chapman. kidding? Yeah. Is it because I, he gets a black eye every other day? <laughs> I legitimately think that he just gets into fight clubs and gets the shit beat out of him and then says, like, oops, I tripped. Like, I don't I don't know how people yeah. buy it, to be honest. I thought more I'm people a strange would. strange guy, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Or all the strange Chapman's guy. Like, yeah, he's... He's completely fucked. Like he's a special I'm, character. Yeah, I'm sure the Yankees are good to. Are happy <laughs> this might to be a dumb him. question. Does he still throw 100 miles an hour? There's <laughs> like, no way, There's... right? Like, I I'm sorry. Like, you're not gonna catch me watching a Royals game this year unless it's against the Mariners. So, like, to find that out, I'm gonna have to watch like three very specific games this year. Yeah, is God, what is gonna show me like fastest pitch? I don't even. Uh, I don't probably even care fan, to Google. To be on a, yeah, it's taking too long. Honestly, people have yeah. already turned the podcast <laughs> off at this point. I'm, They're like, "Oh God, not Araldis again." I've already talked about Araldis Chapman more than I want to. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, spring recap so far. Uh, just going back to the spring training. I think that yeah. uh, what we've learned so far. I think Jared Kelnick is coming out real hot. I think uh, Evan White is doing a good job already. He made a great play on Saturday uh, mm-hmm. at first base. He hit a home run today. I mean. Just absolutely exactly what you wanted to see. Um, I'd obviously like to see uh, the pitchers get stretched out a little bit oh, and uh, Marco pitch a little bit better. But overall, I mean, you know, there's really nothing more we can ask for uh, with four games played. And uh, yeah, and shout out to MLB for actually showing more spring training games this year on MLB TV. Although Root Sports used to still are dead to me. So <laughs> that's a shout out Root Sports for consistently just under delivering even though everybody pays a bazillion dollars to have you it's crazy it's crazy that people that want to watch baseball have to fight tooth and nail to watch baseball yeah there's there's just nothing like it there name another unique experience that another sporting or a a sports league gives you than the mlb the biggest fans of the mlb Hey, at least I know where to find it. I may have to yeah, pay out my true. ass to go get it, but like, it's it's at least also, I know where to find it. You can choose, you know, what fights you want to watch, and it doesn't happen that often. So it's like, okay, like this dude finally fighting this dude. Yeah, it's it's more of like a World Series type deal than like a everyday. I will say the people that pay like the six of baseball and the people pay the sixty dollars like every two weeks to watch UFC. Like, who hurt you? Like, why are you doing that? One hundred twenty dollars a, a month. 
$120 a month? Like, brother, what are we doing here? That's crazy. That's crazy. But, I mean, at this point, I would do it if the, the, if the Root Sports would promise me that every game, spring training and otherwise, are going to be aired. I'd probably do mm-hmm. it. I don't care. Oh, um, by the way, who hit the first home run for the Mariners? Was it Kalanick? Or no, was it, no, was no. Was it Mike it Ford? Was, no. No, it wasn't Mike Ford either. Um, or was it – did Mike Ford just say, like, the base clearing double? Am I no, that what's his name? Run? He uh, – dude, it's a rando, like a real rando. Um, man, what's his freaking name? Not Jack Larson. Was it Mike Ford? No, it was Mike Ford. Mike Ford hit a pretty pretty solid double though. It wasn't Cade Marlowe, was it? I think it might have been Cade Marlowe. Dude, no. Yeah, it was Cade way. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's sick. Yeah, Good so last Marlo. week yeah, last week we had a, a this or that on whether or not it would be an infielder outfielder who hits the first home run for spring training. That's kinda why I wanted to know. <clears throat> Cade Marlowe though just dude people I don't know people crushing it in spring training that you just wouldn't have thought I don't dude, know I, funny. I would love for him to secure an outfield spot and move um, Teo Oscar to DH and you know have Cade Marlowe yeah. in Evan White in dude so many in the dugout so like you so many have scenarios France or France or, or Teo Oscar DHing and just swapping them out yeah Evan like, White be, could move uh, France to DH and go for space. Cade Marlowe could move to Oscar to DH. Like you could have um, Evan White could move Kelnick from left field, and they could like play back and forth platoon left field. Like it, there's so many options. I just yeah, absolutely. I, I think that rooting for some of these guys. Like I'm I'm personally rooting for Cade Marlowe, Evan White, yeah. and uh, Jared Kelnick. I think if those three guys can make break camp together i think that that's going to be such a fun like young core of guys that are coming up and Absolutely. playing every day and in winning ball games so yeah ideally All right, mitch uh yeah go ahead uh ideally i mean we just like clone haggerty eight times so he could play every position but <laughs> Dude, i just want know. haggerty to be healthy like i just yeah yeah the poor guy has just been hurt yeah well poor taylor tramell but uh yeah yeah, Haggerty is at least playing spring training, which is good to see. He is, he is. Yeah, yeah. he just and Cal Raleigh like he, has he been went, sitting out, uh, but will play. He's catching Luis Castillo uh, today yeah. when this comes out. So yeah, yep. seeing that will be will be fun. But Pretty all right, if you're uh, this or that, this or that for this week. Uh, first up, we have Prelander Baroa is a top three reliever for the M's by the end of the season, or Tommy Listella. Has more than three hundred <laughs> at bats. Just keep this bringing is the, a tough one. Dude, I'll tell you that what. Tommy Stella has. N- no, it's not. I'm just because <laughs> I, if this happens, that's bad for the Mariners. Oh, like, it's the if Baroa is, the Mariners, is a like, top no three. Other. If Baroa is a top three reliever, that's good. That means that not only he is succeeding, but the Mariners are winning games. If Tommy Stella has over three hundred at bats. We are losing a lot of games. Like, yeah, we are. We like. I'm. I'm talking like, if he's at 300 at bats, we're gonna lose a hundred plus games. Like, I'm not <laughs> even kidding. Like, that's it's wow. that bad. Like, I'm yeah. not opposed to Tommy Lastella getting reps. I am opposed to him getting 300 at bats. So I'm gonna go with Baroa just because. If you're on the side of Listella getting 300 at bats, you clearly somebody did something to you or gave you bad information that Tommy Listella <laughs> can like very very well hit like both sides of the plate and he just can't. So yeah, I mean deciding which is more likely is kind of tough because you know a few people can get hurt. Tommy Listella can get more at bats than he should. Um, you know, stuff like that happens. But, like, Prelander Baroa being a top three reliever means, like, passing, like, Andres Munoz, Paul Seawald, Penn Murphy, Diego Castillo. Like, who am I missing here? Ah, I don't know. The The relievers uh, he, just run so deep for the Mariners. Um, yeah, and there's, there's a – yeah. I mean, you pretty but much top, nailed top three with one team isn't, like, too difficult. So, Prelander Baroa no. – 
But again, like that's yeah, yeah. I think top three is doable for sure. It's doable. You you're just running with like such an insane bullpen that like by the I the Mariners just haven't had a bad bullpen in like what feels like forever. We've been so lucky. So, Let's call it a spot. Oh, it's bad. Like, crazy. So because it's do not you, like we're signing. Do you even call it luck we, at this point if it happens so consistently? Maybe not. Like, m- maybe not, but like we're not signing the Kenley Jansons. We're not signing no. you know, the the elite closers. And still, like we are just finding these Andres Munoz's on the sidewalk. Dude, They're crazy. They're just walking down to the ballpark. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the bullpen this year. There's always random guys that emerge. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. All right, next one up. Evan White has more at bats, or Sam Haggerty has more at bats. Ooh. Oh man, I think just because Sam Haggerty plays so many positions, I'm gonna go with Sam Haggerty because I think that mm-hmm. he can fill in pretty much anywhere. So mm-hmm. it's between him and Dylan Moore who's gonna fill in. And because Sam Haggerty had such a good year, I think that he's a great platoon guy with Kelnick. He's going to give. He's going to give uh, Colton Wong some nights off. Um, but again, that all depends on what Dylan Moore does as well. So I'm going to say Sam Haggerty, although I think Evan White's a great athlete. So it, I like it's really a toss-up. You can really argue either one for sure. Yeah, I think this one's actually pretty tough because Evan White, if he shows, if he shows like real growth in AAA, like he... Uh, he could get called up, you know, you move Ty France to DH and he starts playing some real games. Like he, he could get, you know, up to like 300 at bats easy in a season, something like that. Um, if he has a good start. Uh, but when you're looking at Sam Haggerty, he just gets like a general, almost 200 at bats just by like, uh, you know, playing for people's off days or playing for when somebody, uh, you know, gets hurt stuff like that. Or, uh, pinch hitting you know you just throw sam haggerty in there uh late in the late in the ninth or uh late in the game so um this one's tough i'm gonna go evan white just because i'm an optimist and i uh i think he does well this year also good for the mariners like if evan white's playing a lot that means that oh he's my doing well, god so, dude like yeah no kidding. i don't necessarily think that like Sam Haggerty playing a lot. That doesn't necessarily mean the Mariners are doing well. That means that we might be riddled with injuries. Quite honestly, yeah. I, Evan White's playing Tommy a lot. Listella. I think that like he's forcing himself. <laughs> Scenario. <laughs> no, it's not the hundred plus games. Like I won't make that <laughs> sa- statement about Sam true, Haggerty. But true. Yeah, Evan White. I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, if he's playing, it, it means the Mariners are playing well. Yeah, for sure. All right, and the last one here: uh, Who combines for more home runs this year? Eugenio Suarez and Cal Raleigh or Julio Rodriguez and Teo Oscar. Oh man, this one's so freaking hard. I'm going to yeah, go. Is... I'm going to go Gino and Cal Raleigh only because I want to see Julio and Teo Oscar hit for average this year. So mm-hmm. these are all things that I want to happen. I don't necessarily think they're going to happen, but like Cal Raleigh and Gino, they they hit 58 home runs together last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they True. hit more than Teo Oscar and, and Julio. So I think it's likely that they hit more. But also, they're more prone to having low averages and hitting for power anyway. So I would like to see that. If, again, if Julio and Teo Oscar are hitting more home runs than Cal Raleigh and Gino, that means one of two things. Like, the two that are hitting more home runs are hitting for less average, most likely. Or the other two are not having a great year again. So I go back to like, if, if Gino and Cal Raleigh are not hitting home runs, they're not hitting for average either. So like, what mm-hmm. are they doing? <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> what I already are talked you to you. Doing? Yeah. I, I yeah. already talked to you about, um, Gino before the show. I was like, everybody kind of just gave him a pass last year, which is cool. We all love Gino. Like he's a great presence having the clubhouse, but like he had 31 home runs. And you, you would kind of think that we just gave him like a, Oh, he had 50 home runs pass. Like, yeah, he had 231. True. He led the league in strikeouts and he had 31 home runs. And we look at that 31 home runs and be like, see, look, he's so valuable. And dude, like, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess dude, Haggerty hit like 30 or not Haggerty. Hanniger hit like 39. In yeah. uh, in 2021, I think, and it was yeah. just like, yeah, whatever. 
Yeah, because yeah. that was coming off the years where Cruz and Cano went forty forty both, and it was like, yeah, and this you is just sick, oh, and we dude, missed the playoffs. So so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't, but so. the rest of it was cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Felix is having like a five plus ERA, and both of those guys are hitting home runs by hitting like two twenty. It was like, wow, this is a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you're looking at this, I think. Both Cal Raleigh and A. Eugenio hit for more power than Julio and uh, Teo Oscar as of right now. But uh, I think with the start, with the rough start that Julio had last year and with how strong he finished, he can actually be a 35 homer, 300 batter, just like a, a classic kind of Mike Trout situation. Um, also fuck that guy, by the way. Um, but Julio, uh, Julio has like a real shot at, you know, having the most home runs on the Mariners this year. Um, and Teo Oscar is always like a solid, you know, 25 plus. Uh, so <sighs> this one's hard. Uh, I think I'm going to go a Eugenio and Cal Raleigh though. I, Nice. I think just because uh, of how consistent uh, Gino is and how uh, I think Cal Raleigh is going to do this year, yeah, I, I think they both go for over thirty. So, let me ask you this: uh, Do you think that uh, do you think that Julio is ever going to have a forty home run season? That's tough. I, dude, we've only seen him one season. It's it's so hard, and he's only twenty one. Um, well, but like, think of it this way: you got a lot of chances. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot I mean, of years. Got, got four, four, actually thirteen of them to be exact. Well, imagine he goes into his Brady years. You know, like maybe he just goes for forty five. <laughs> Who knows? You're just hanging on, like, hey, he hasn't hit forty, but he could this year. I mean, dude, he. We're talking about a, a home run derby. Uh, finalist i he yes we are can hit for power uh yeah i'm gonna say yeah i'm gonna say he can hit for 40 for sure i love it i think that i think he can i think that that's definitely doable i mean i don't absolutely like insanely difficult but yeah i think he can do it for sure yeah well i mean aaron judge hit 60 plus home runs so why can't julio (laughs) hit 40 so yeah come on that's doable easy easy stuff aaron judge is just like 300 pounds and just made yeah he's greek god stone (laughs) so yeah all right uh any any other things that you have for uh the mariners this week no that's it cool all right well hey that is going to do us do that's going to do it for us here at Tried and True. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I told Mitch, I, I this is my this is my Jordan flu game. Um, yeah, that's going to do it for us here at Tried and True. We're going to see you guys next Tuesday. Enjoy the spring training games. As always, make sure to go to tridenttrue.substack.com, and you can find all of our articles. We released a Jared Kelnick article yesterday, so make sure you catch up on that. Um, and we will see you guys next Tuesday. Yes.